You can't walk by faith unless you're out of the boat. Today we want to talk about uh, unbelief will sink you. Mm, yeah, it'll do it every time. You get off into that doubt and unbelief, it's going to sink you for sure. Remember now, where we've been in our study of being a faith walker, Jesus put his disciples in the boat. He said, go to the other side. Now, when he says something, it's going to take place. He goes up on the mountain to pray. While he's praying, a storm comes up, and the disciples, they get all worried and everything. They try to strain, as the Scripture says, to get to the other side. And Jesus comes walking to them on the water, and they think he's a ghost. And, well, and then he says to them, Hey, it's me. Uh, be of good cheer. Don't be afraid. And then Peter says, Now, uh, uh, Jesus, uh, if. He didn't say since. He didn't say since this is you, Jesus. He said, Now, if this is you, bid me to come. So Jesus says one word, command. Come. And that's where we're at today with Peter beginning now to walk on water. We're in Matthew chapter 14. We're going to look at 29 through 33. And he, Jesus, said, Come. And when Peter had come out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. And when he saw that the wind was bolsterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, O oh, you of little faith, why do you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those who were in the boat came and worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. So Peter got out of the boat. Uh, I don't know about you, but I don't know, <laughs> you know. But in order to walk by faith, you got to get out of the boat. You can't stay where it's always nice and comfortable in your comfort zone. you got to step out in faith and be in an area that you've probably never been before, and you're trusting Jesus all the way. You keep you're walking by faith. So he decided... He was going to obey Jesus. Jesus told him to come. And when he did, he got out of the boat and began to walk to Jesus. Now, everything would have been all right if Peter would have kept his eyes on Jesus. But no, he began to sink. He began to sink. Now, if you're going to walk by faith, I have this question for you. Where should your eyes be? See, even when you're obeying God, a storm may come up and try to disrupt you and try to get you off into your feelings and try to stress you out and try to make you think, oh, Lord, what's going to happen now and how's this all going to work out? No, you keep your eyes on Jesus and not on the storm that's hitting your life. Well, why should we do that? I'm glad you asked that question. In Hebrews chapter 12, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, 
looking unto Jesus. Now, that's a good statement right there because that's what Peter should have been done, been doing. And, and that's what everybody should do. You're, you're looking unto Jesus. Why? The author and finisher of our faith. He's the author and finisher of our faith. So we're going to step out of the boat and walk by faith. We need to keep our eyes on the one who has given us that faith and who will finish that faith and complete it within us, cause it to grow. We need to keep our eyes on the author and finisher of our faith. And sometimes that's hard because we got this storm going on around. Now, Peter would have walked all the way to Jesus if he'd have kept his eyes on Jesus, but fear began to enter. You see, he took his eyes off it. He said, oh, no, I should have stayed in the boat. I know I, I'm a fisherman, and it's not logical to be out here on this water. And if I stayed in the boat, I would probably have a chance because I know how to handle a boat, but I don't know how to handle walking on water. And that's what I'm sure came up in, in, to a certain degree. I'm just, you know, I wasn't there. And I'm just trying to think about what Peter would be thinking about at that time on the water. Well, fear and but what did Peter do? Well, he, he did one thing that we probably always do. Help! <laughs> yeah, don't, you're now, come on now. You've done that before. You've cried out to Jesus, and you probably didn't know what to say, and you probably said, Help! Well, that's what uh, Peter said. Help! Help! Lord, save me! See, when you get to a point where you feel like you're drowning, you don't have time to have a nice, elegant prayer. <laughs> you don't have time to come up with uh, 15 minutes of prayer. You just got to come up with an instant, oh, yeah, help me. And that's about what all there was to it. So, what was uh, Jesus' response? Immediately, Jesus stretched out his hand, as in verse 31 of Matthew 14, stretched out his hand and caught him. He, in other words, he saved him. He saved him. But then at the same time he was saving him, he was asking Peter, why are you getting off into doubt? Why are you getting off of this unbelief? You were walking by faith. Now, why are you doing this? He told, he said, listen, O ye of little faith. O ye of little faith. Now, that could be interpreted two different ways. It could mean, uh, man, you just ain't got much faith at all, do you? Uh, and so you should have kept your eyes on me. Or it could be interpreted that that's all you really need. Oh, ye of little faith. That's what Peter had, little faith. So why are you getting off into doubt? You got little faith. Why are you... You know, the question is not how big your faith is, it's how little your unbelief is. Let me say that again. It's not how big your faith is. It's how little your unbelief is. Because more unbelief that you have in your life will probably cause you to sink, even though you may have faith. 
Dog, that's so you just walk in the faith that Jesus has given you. He's the author and finisher of your faith. All of us have a measure of faith, or really the Greek says the measure of faith. Everyone has a measure of faith. Everyone. So all we ask to do is to walk in that faith that we already have. It may be a little faith. Well, over in uh, Matthew chapter 17, we have uh, these disciples. This uh, man brought, uh, yeah, the man uh, came to him kneeling down and saying in, in verse 14 of chapter 17 of Matthew, uh, Lord, have mercy on my son. Um, he said, we brought uh, to your disciples, but they could not cure him. And Jesus said, uh, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? So Jesus rebuked the demon, and uh, then the disciples came to him and said, uh, Why couldn't we do this? So Jesus said in verse 29, Because of your unbelief. Mm. Because of your unbelief, for surely I say to you, if you have faith as a, as a mustard seed. See, that's not big faith. That's the small faith. O ye of little faith. Just think you've got to have little faith. If, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say unto this mountain, move from here to there and it will be done and nothing will be impossible to you. So we've got to believe that we have the faith to move a mountain. And the disciples were being trained into walking in faith and operating in faith, but he was emphasizing to them, listen, you've got unbelief here. All you need to do is operate in just a little bit of faith that you got. And you could have cast out the demon as well as I just did it. So why are you getting off into unbelief? Why are you doing that? Unbelief will cause things to not be like God wants them to be. <coughs> Excuse me. Time for a little water here. Hallelujah. Unbelief hinders the results Jesus wants for you. Over in Matthew uh, chapter 13, Verse uh, 58, Jesus is at his hometown, and he, uh, they say, oh, here's the carpenter's son. You know, we see his sisters and brothers, and, and boy, we know the family. We, we've seen him grow up here in this town. And uh, then Jesus, then it says in verse 58, uh, now he did not do many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Unbelief. You see, unbelief hinders Jesus from working. Uh-huh. We get off into unbelief, and even though we might be in faith, our unbelief comes and overwhelms us, and then Jesus is not able to do what he wants to because we're stopping him. Oh, yes, we are. Uh-huh. Uh, you didn't know you could hinder Jesus, did you? Yeah, yes. Unbelief will hinder him from getting the results that he wants in your life. 
So this is what uh, Peter should have said out there on the water. Let's see. Jesus told me to come, and I'm going all the way to him. That's what he should have said. Even though he saw the storm and the winds and the waves, he should have said, My Jesus told me to come, and if he told me to come, I am going, and I'm going all the way. Because what he says, that's what he wants me to do, and I'm going to get there. See, that's faith. No matter what you feel like, no matter what you see, you've got to speak what Jesus says that will take place. You've got to keep your eyes on Jesus. Don't get off into unbelief. When you open your mouth, are you speaking faith or unbelief? Hmm. Uh-oh. I know I stepped on somebody's toes now. Yeah. When you open your that how that's how you determine right there. You can be talking about the problem or you can be talking about Jesus. Which one are you going to emphasize? Well, I hear a lot of people talking about the disease and talking about the affliction and talking about this problem. And then they say, well, you know, uh, Jesus is in control. Well, <laughs> he's in control as long as you don't get off into unbelief. Walking by faith. Walking by faith. That's what we've been talking about. Peter gave up and he got off into unbelief. Now, a faith walker sees the impossible as possible. It was impossible for Peter to walk on water. But faith says, I see that this might be impossible in the natural, but in Jesus, in the supernatural, it's possible. I can do this. I can do this. So, Jesus told Peter to come. We are to believe what Jesus says will happen. Just for instance, in the Word of God. When the Word of God says in 3 John 2, Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. Do you think that's what Jesus wants in your life? Yes. He wants you to have prosperity in every area of your life, and He wants you to be in health. People keep on asking me, have you been vaccinated for this COVID-19? And I said, yes, 2,000 years ago on the cross. I was vaccinated, and Jesus is keeping me healthy, not because of, of me, but because of what He's done. 1 Peter 2, 24 says, by his stripes ye were healed. If I was healed, then I must be walking in health. Right? I'm, I'm walking in God's health. So, whatever I'm going to believe what the Word of God says, and Jesus is the Word, it will happen in my life. We're walking, my, Frankie and I, my wife, we're walking by faith. In this, knowing that we have nothing to be worried about, nothing to be stressed out, we're out of the boat, walking on water, keeping our eyes on Jesus. We're walking in that faith. And in Mark chapter 9, Mark chapter 9, let's see, Mark, oh, that's Matthew. Mark chapter 9, verse 23. Y'all getting there? 
Jesus said to him, If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. If you can believe, uh, depends on what day it is, some things are possible. No, he didn't say that. He said, All things are possible to those who believe. So if I believe what Jesus says is true, and I believe that what he says he will do, and I believe that what he says will happen in me, then, then, all things are possible in my life. All things are possible for him to watch over me, protect me, shield me. He is everything that I need. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, the second aspect of this uh, unbelief will sink you. We're looking at John, John chapter 6. Turn over with me now to John chapter 6, verse 18 through 21. You there? Say amen. Amen. Hallelujah. John chapter 6, verses 18 through 21. Let me read that, and then we'll look at it. Then the sea arose because of a great wind was blowing. See, you've got to look at all the Gospels to get the true picture of what's going on, to get the whole picture, because each one of them gives their, um, what they have experienced, what they see. Now, in the totality of all the Gospels, we get the whole picture. So here in the Gospel of John... It says, The sea arose because a great wind was blowing. So when they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus walking on the sea, drawing near the boat, and they were afraid. And he said to them, Hey, this I, do not be afraid. Then they willingly received him into the boat, and immediately the boat was at the land where they were going. They Willingly received Jesus. What does that mean? That means what they had been longing for and desire, they were taking in. That's what the word willingly means. What I long for, what I desire in my life, I'm willingly, I'm going to receive that into my life. In this case, I willingly and long for Jesus to be in my life. I want him to be in my boat. I want him to be with me. That's what's taking place. And then it says received. What does it mean with that received? It means with a welcoming attitude, I receive closely. In other words, I'm not going to receive Jesus and uh, come and say, now you sit across the room from me. No. I'm not going to receive Jesus and say, now you sit at the end of the table. No, I'm going to receive him right here. As close as I can have him in my life, I'm going to receive him. I'm going to willingly receive him because I desire for him to be in me, with me at all times. That's what the disciples did. They willingly received Jesus into the boat. That's what they were looking for. When you see Jesus, whoa, you don't want anything else. You don't. When you when they saw Jesus, they, they, you know this is what I probably what they did. 
Uh, we can breathe now. Yeah. Yeah, they were human beings, just like you and I. And you would probably, I got, I got Jesus in me, and I can, uh, all this storm that's been hitting me. Whew, man, I got the breath of, of Jesus in me. Hallelujah. Uh, he's breathing in me. Man, I can face anything. Hallelujah. Storm, what storm? I don't see any storm. I got Jesus. Hallelujah. So, when you got Jesus inside of you, the next thing you know, you're calm on the inside. Willingly receive Jesus into the boat. Then, when over in uh, Matthew chapter 14, verse 32, back there where we started, when uh, they received Jesus into the boat, the wind ceased. <laughs> Isn't that great? When you receive Jesus as close as you can have Him, you're going to be calm. Things are going to settle down. Things are going to look much different than what it was when the storm was railing and the waves were hitting you and everything. You're calm. You see, when you're calm on the inside, you're calm on the outside. It shows. So that's what took place. They got calmness in their life because Jesus was there. Hallelujah. Now, one other thing here, back in John chapter 6, verse 21, and it said, uh, Immediately <laughs> the boat was at the land where they were going. In other words, Jesus told them to get in the boat. You're going to the other side. Storm came up. They tried to get to the other side by themselves. Jesus came knowing they needed help. He, he revealed himself to them. And once he got into the boat with them, they were calm. And when you have Jesus with you in the boat, you're already to the other side. You don't have to row anymore. You don't have to worry anymore. You're already there. You see, it's Jesus that's going to get you to the other side. Uh -huh. Not you. What does it mean by immediately? It says straightway, directly, suddenly. I, I can't imagine that. It's like when, uh, oh, was that, uh, was it John there in, uh, Peter, what was it with Peter uh, in chapter 8 when he just transformed went to another place? I can't remember that. One of the, and, uh, when he ministered to uh, uh, that, uh, yes, I mean, go over there. Acts chapter 8, I, I, can't, I can't remember who it was. I'm just thumbing through my thoughts here. Ah, let me see what we got here. Ah. Uh-huh. Okay, uh, Philip. Philip, yeah, Philip preached Christ to them and Yeah. And he and and uh Well no, that's let me yep. Philip uh uh was transported. That's I believe it's somewhere. 
he was transported. After he finished ministering one place, he was transported. Oh, yeah, and then in verse 40 of uh, chapter 8, and but Peter, Peter, uh, Philip was uh, found in, uh, in that place, whatever that name is, passing through, he preached and all. So once he finished uh, his ministry there and preaching the gospel, next thing you know, yeah, he was gone. Well, that'd be nice to travel that way, wouldn't it? <laughs> it kind of kind of reminds me of the TV show Star Trek. Beam me up, <laughs> beam me up. Now, come on now, let's go. There I am. <laughs> that'd be nice to be able to do that. And that's what took place when Jesus got into the boat. Immediately, with Jesus, He always fulfilled the command He gives you. Hmm. It is Jesus, really, who gets you to the other side. You may try to get there, but are you going to wear yourself out? Let Jesus do it. Willingly receive Jesus in and let Him take you to the other side. That's where He wanted you to go. Even in the midst of the storm, don't get upset. Receive Jesus in. Concentrate on Jesus. Worship Him. Meditate on Him. Fellowship with Him. Next thing you know, the storm is not there any longer. You're on the other side. Hallelujah. So, what do we do when we're in the midst of the storm? Here's, here's uh, what we need to hear. First of all, hear Jesus. Hear Jesus. Hear Jesus. Fulfill your request. Come. Hear Jesus. That's what Peter... Hear Jesus. you got to... Hear Jesus. You gotta listen to what he's saying. Next thing you know, you gotta trust that what he's saying will take place. Peter had to trust Jesus to get out of the boat. After you hear Jesus, after you trust him, then you got to obey him. You can't just sit there, okay. Uh, I, I heard Jesus, and I trust Him with all my life. Well, then get out of the boat. Go and obey what Jesus is saying. And once you do, don't get off into unbelief. Don't allow the devil to bring unbelief into your life because he's going to try to deter you from obeying what Jesus is telling you to do. Don't do that. Keep your eyes on Jesus and not on the storm. He is the author and finisher of your faith, and you must keep looking at Him. That's when your faith continues to be in action when you keep your eyes on Him. Hallelujah. Then, then, Jesus will bring calmness. Then, Jesus will get you to the other side where He wants you to be. But not until you hear Jesus Trust in Him, obey Him, and don't allow unbelief to come in and keep your eyes on Him at all times. Then you will be calm. Then you will reach the destination that He wants you to be in. So let me pray for you today. Father, I pray in Jesus' name that no matter what people are facing right now, no matter what the storm is, I bind up that storm right now. And I pray that you would just sit down, be still, 
and know that He is God. All things are possible with Him. Just sit down right now. Sit down right now. Close your eyes. Concentrate on Him. Get that thought out of your mind. What you got to do today. Don't know. Don't let that come in. Just concentrate on Jesus. Take Him in. And He'll bring the calmness that you need. And you'll be able to go and do what He wants you to do in your life. In Jesus' name, Amen. Oh, amazing.